Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Don't Praise the Machine with your hosts, me, John Maloney, and my pod brother, Alexander Holland. This is episode number 45. We're staying alive and we're doing a deep dive. So won't you join us in the deep, icy cold oceans of Schlag? I love that. That was beautiful. Great intro. Mm. I also just looked up quickly. Rhymes with 45. Yeah, 45. Chive. Hive. Strive. Okay. We could say we're here. It's episode number 45 and we're here to thrive. We're trying to avoid a nosedive. <laughs> I'm going to say thank you very much to rhymezone.com for <laughs> those rhymes. So it must be 5 p.m. Melbourne time. Must be 7 a.m. Berlin time. Yeah. Did you have a good Thursday? I did. This is Thursday, by the way, everybody. We're, we're recording on a Thursday, the 3rd of February. Mm, Thursday morning. The future, the distant future. I did. I've had a nice time. We're preparing to move in a few weeks' time. And Jacinta likes to approach that in, in a more of an orderly, preemptive way, whereas I'm traditionally somebody who kind of madly throws everything into boxes a few days before crunch time. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to evolve out of that, but I'm not quite sure. All these CD wallets. Where are my CD wallets? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where's my posters? Um, <laughs> got, to, got to take down all the all the posters and make sure that the blue tack hasn't fucked up the paint. <laughs> Don't tear my pot. That's my favourite poster. The one with the alien. The one with the alien smoking the joint that says "Take me to your dealer." Don't tear it. I've had it for years. Yeah, it's um one of those things that makes you. I mean, I'm not somebody who, you know, shops for a lot of clothes or acquires a lot of material possessions. I don't think relative to some people, but um, relative to your size, relative to my size, yeah, I just get very small clothes. It's that's my that's my take on minimalism. Very tight clothing, but it does make me think more about minimalism because even though I don't have much stuff, you do just kind of acquire these things that you only really encounter when you're moving. And whenever something's out of sight for me for, you know, a couple of months, my brain just deletes it. And I had all this stuff in storage, which I went to look at the other day to decide what I wanted to get rid of, what I wanted to maybe bring into the new house. And, um, it was all this stuff I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's right. I've got that little table and I've got this and that. That's quite nice. And then I thought, oh, I wasn't really any happier when I just had – or any less happy when I just had forgotten that any of this stuff existed. So I don't know. Does it spark joy? Does it spark joy? Yeah, I need to condo my whole – The condo. The condo yeah. my life. I don't know. To what extent to her <laughs> did she generalize it into a – does it, does anything in your life spark joy? Like, should you should you Marie Kondo your professional and personal life and your partner? Yeah, yeah, your children. Yeah, <laughs> the, the youngest isn't really sparking joy anymore, so we just put him in the river. Yeah, we just, we put him we put him in a goodwill bag with the old with my old dung <laughs> dungarees the, in the bin. Yeah, the youngest one, we just think it was a mistake and three was too many and he wasn't really 
We we had a look around the apartment and we thought that Ottoman and our youngest son aren't really sparking joy anymore. <laughs> so we so we dropped them both off at St Vincent de Paul. We put them on. Uh, They'll go to a better place. We we just put them on free cycle and somebody gladly came and picked them up. <laughs> and that way you don't feel like you're contributing to any waste. Put it. You put your son on the Carlton. What's it called? Carlton again? Good Karma Network. Yeah, that, that's yeah. You've popped your son on there. Does anybody need a son, a young boy? <laughs> that's actually funny. You should mention that because I am getting ready to piff some stuff on uh, Good Car- on, on the Carlton. Carlton Good Karma Network. For those that don't know, <laughs> Good Karma Networks are a thing that certainly exists in several suburbs of Melbourne, and I think other capital cities in Australia. And no doubt they have their equivalents. Overseas, where it's like a community of people who all live in a certain area, and you will say, "Oh, look, you know, I'm I've got a bedside table that I don't need anymore, or I was learning to play the trombone and I'm shit at it. So does anyone want a mm. trombone, whatever?" And I've so I've gotten rid of a fair bit of stuff on there. It's quite nice. It's quite a convenient thing. But I do, and now I need to do that again because I've got all this stuff I don't want to move with. But I do enjoy the kind of... <laughs> it's just like the idea that in the corner you've just got 20 trombones. Yeah. I'm like, well, try again. But I think I think there was... I don't think it's me. I think there was something wrong with that trombone. So you, I'll get a new you one. You might go... It's the kind of... It's the kind of... You know, it's these kind of sites where you might have <laughs> a trombone you need to get rid of or in a, in a different room there might be a different type of trombone <laughs> that you also... Need to get rid of. There might be some trombone sheet music that you don't have any cause to keep. (laughs) (laughs) You may have converted a lampshade in the home using a trombone into a trombone lampshade. You might have an old pair of trombone pyjamas that you don't wear anymore. Some trombone gloves that you used to use to play trombone with. Yeah. Anything. Could be anything. You might have an ex Wife who loved trombones <laughs> and who you were trying, yeah, desperately to connect with. Have an unrequited love who was a trombonist in the <laughs> Melbourne Symphony Orchestra. Could be anything. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and I do like it. I do. I do like the kind of little insight that it gives you into people's lives, particularly because you're living in close proximity to these people, it's kind of funny to feel part of this quirky community. And I was recently reviewing it in order to post something just by way of example. And then this, and I found this person who, who seems to be an academic and like posts perfectly normal stuff on her, on her own page and so on. But she uses Carlton Good Karma Network in quite an interesting and probably inadvertently kind of revealing an interesting narrative way. So she posted initially about, well, first of all, she posted about a butterfly. She must have been a, had a weird thing about insects. So she posted about a butterfly being on the screen door and asking, can someone come over and get rid of this butterfly for me? No way. And I was like, "Mm, that's not really what this is for, but I guess, you know, somebody might, apparently somebody did, which is very sweet and compassionate. And then, and then the next post was something about um, being willing to, they had all this bacon 
uh, in the fridge okay. that was unopened, and she was like, um, "We're willing to." She was like, "We've got all this bacon, and uh, it's unopened. It's still, you know, it's still within date. Uh, we wouldn't mind, you know, swapping it for like a, a jumper or um, some oh. some men's clothing, and wow. uh, like ye olde times. Yeah, exactly. Like bartering, meat, meat bartering, and uh, <laughs> and then the next one was." She said, my Indian housemate has forgotten again to check ingredients and this has beef in it. Feel free to collect. Uh, and then she gives the the vague location where she is. Feel free to throw in something for him, but no obligation. And it's a just like a uh, lean cuisine style spaghetti bolognese. But I just thought it was a bit peculiar that she specified that he was Indian and it was his, his fault. I mean, nobody needs the context. Just say, I've got this spaghetti bolognese. I'm not going to eat it. <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, then came the, so there was the butterfly and then the bacon and then the spaghetti bolognese. And then finally she says, hello, everyone, I'm moving apartments and I'm sending this to... <laughs> <laughs> And um, I'll actually perhaps I'll preface that she did make a vegetable curry, which she said was good, but uh, she described it as a bit gritty. So I wonder if her housemate didn't like that very much, didn't enjoy it, um, and perhaps felt compelled to eat it. Because the next message is, "Hello, friends. I'm moving apartments, and I'm sending this to all of you. I'm wondering if anyone can spend a couple of hours this weekend helping me pack items into boxes." Which again, I thought was a slight misappropriation of the Carlton Good Karma Network to help, to just invite strangers over to your house to help a stranger pack. But maybe other people have more room in their hearts than I do. That's probably the case. So I liked. I've just enjoyed a little bit of the kind of you know rear window style observations that you get on there into into other people's funny little lives and. Uh, and then I was doing some reading about the concept generally, and there was there, there was one in the suburb to which of the, of these like of these of these Facebook groups. yeah Carlton Good Karma Network is is one of a number of Good Karma Networks as I've said in Melbourne, and I'm moving right. to Brunswick, and the Brunswick Good Karma Network has recently imploded because um, somebody <laughs> On somebody posted internal yeah because of. Internal politics. turf wars in the in the Good Karma Network because <laughs> there was a policy that you couldn't like it's it's sort of designed to be positive and and upbeat and you can't you can't post about politics and you can't. Uh, it's like the Olympics. Exactly, you can't sell stuff on there. You can sort of only, only give stuff away, and if people want to pay you, then that's fine. But I don't think you can ask for it and. You can you can say I'm willing to pay for something if if anyone has this, but you can't say I've got this and I'm selling it for a hundred bucks. That's not what it's for. And you can't say I've got a small business. Can you guys come and you know you can't advertise on that. Ah, uh, okay. And uh, and somebody posted something about being mugged in Brunswick, and okay, that was considered by the moderator to be too negative, and then okay, and then. So he just deleted the post and then 
people. But hang on, and that was the person asking for some? Was they saying I've been mugged and I require the items? I've no. I think they were basically just saying watch out around here because I was mugged the other day, and gave okay. quite a detailed description of what happened. Okay, which the moderator decided wasn't sufficiently good karma ish for this for the group. So he deleted it, but not before a lot of people saw it. And then those other people were like, well, hang on. Why are you like censoring? Like, this is part of what's going on in our neighborhood. Why can't we talk about that? And he's like, well, because we're just trying to keep a positive vibe. I don't want this to be like a neighborhood watchy crime reporting thing. Right. And then they were like, nah, you're silencing this guy and you're not, you're not, you're sort of invalidating his story and various other squeamish turns of phrase that people use these days. And yeah, then you're not allowing him to speak his truth. Yeah, exactly. And uh and then it culminated in them sort of what is it called? Doxing the moderator of the group. Oh God, no. And they put his like they put images of him, they plastered them on uh telephone poles up around Brunswick. Wow. And uh <laughs> This is, it's crazy. This is the opposite of what we it's, wanted the Good Carbon Network to be about. Yeah, exactly. It's, just, it's all gone Lord of the Flies. So he was like, oh, fuck this. I'm getting out of the moderating business and shut the site down. And then somebody else who was earlier kicked out for complaining about the inability to report on crime started something called the Brunswick Fairly Good Karma Network, which is kind of <laughs> like a less purist version of the Karma Network where, you know, you can <laughs> you can talk about you can talk a little bit about like bad stuff and maybe a bit about politics and maybe a bit about your business. Oh. But it's still trying to keep the mainstream thing. And he was like, Yeah, for now I'm like just kind of sitting back and seeing how it evolves. But if it gets out of hand, I'll step in. And I'm not sure where that's ended up, but it was kind of <laughs> It's a fascinating little study into how these things just can uh, unravel for stupid reasons. That one, that one will implode. Yeah, and then somebody, somebody will just go, "Fuck it, we're moving the Karma Network to Four Chan." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, the brakes are off. <laughs> it's just, it's just going to be, it's just going to be giving away bacon and. Uh, and arms dealing. Yeah. Does anyone have any? Uh, does anyone want to buy some, exchange some corned beef for some synthetic marijuana, uh, and a and a and a Glock? Everyone, download Tor browser. We're going to the dark web. <laughs> We're going to get deep and dark in the Brunswick, <laughs> the Bruns, the Brunswick No Karma Network. <laughs> Brunswick, Brunswick Zero Karma. Does anybody? I can I can offer I can offer bargain basement prices on hit jobs if you need anybody <laughs> taken out. Me and my family in the in the neighborhood have a long history of organized crime. We're clean, we're professional, <laughs> we're discreet. Yeah. We accept Bitcoin, Dogecoin, <laughs> Ethereum. Ethereum. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. That's crazy. It's crazy, isn't it? It just makes you it's just like oh humans are just they just must we always do this? Yeah, why don't you know, we just, it just like, makes you lose faith in humanity? Exactly. The one. What is in us? What is in us? This tribal weirdness yeah, that pe- happens. People are like, why don't I just do the one thing that you've told us not to do because I don't like feeling constrained? And then other people say, yeah, I want to do this other thing. And then the whole thing just goes to shit. That's why 
and anarcho syndicalism is tends to be fairly short lived. <laughs> This is also, it's also such a Facebook thing because Facebook has become the social media platform of like boomers Mm. and people that are a little bit older, Mm. us, basically people who start to develop these kind of, everyone gets a bit more set in their ways and starts to become a little bit more identified with certain opinions and ways of living. Uh, This, look, I, I don't... I don't, I'm not working for ByteDance, but I just want to say <laughs> this, would, this never would never happen, happen on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> never happen on TikTok. People on TikTok are free to do what they want and everyone's everyone's just in it for the community. Everyone's just positive and they're just trying <laughs> to, cr- to help each create other beautiful out. beautiful content. Like, lip sync by lip syncing <laughs> and dancing <laughs> and... Shaking boobs. Oh, there's so much boobs on TikTok. Mm. I don't know what I did, <laughs> but I'm getting served a lot of boobs now, and I'm not complaining. It's <laughs> That's just why. making it difficult for me. To, it's just making it difficult for me to get a good night's sleep. <laughs> Speaking of TikTok, uh, this is the weekly. TikTok segment. Uh, we need a li- we need a little we need a little sort of audio sting to come in. Mm. This week, this week on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, somehow this week, what I'm getting served now is that when you're swiping up on TikTok, you'll be swiping the pre-prepared videos mm-hmm. like you're familiar mm-hmm. with, but then they they intersplice these with people streaming live videos. Yeah, okay. And I was sending you a bunch of them this yeah. week, and they are so varied and weird. And it's yeah. also you can you can actually you can actually go into a section of TikTok where you just are streaming. You're you're just browsing live videos, and it's it's just a simple matter of swiping up mm. next live video, swiping up next live video. I think the one I sent you, I said, look at this. Here's here's a minute of me swiping up on TikTok lives. And it, the first of all, it was this Australian outdoorsy guy that I actually really like mm. who was doing a live stream. Then it was somebody like DJing. Then it was like a girl with big boobs preparing her morning coffee. Mm-hmm. Then it was a young boy performing a keyboard with a talk box tube in his mouth. Mm. Then, then it was a guy in a pizza restaurant who was who'd put his phone in the kitchen and was just preparing pizzas. That's right. I had another one come up. I had another one come up, and it was just a woman who was working in an Amazon fulfillment center. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she had, I shouldn't use that phrase because that's their fucking phrase. She was working in a fucking Amazon factory. That's almost deliberately dystopian. Why would they call it that? Welcome to the fulfillment center. Please report to sector seven for your re-education. Please, can I get a, a off early today? I've got a really bad stomachache. Error, error. <laughs> out of compliance, out of compliance. <laughs> It's just Bezos's voice as well. Yeah. They've made, yeah, uh, yeah. They've made, they've made all the all the text to voice just Bezos's <laughs> voice. Um, yeah, and it was a woman who had she was just picking and packing uh, Amazon parcels in an Amazon factory, mm-hmm. and she had just turned. I'm sure this is against their um, rules, mm. but she had just turned TikTok live on huh. and was just streaming herself. So you could just see what she does all day. So when you get your little packet of socks, for you it'd be a trombone. You'd be getting mailed. <laughs> Maybe some socks with trombones on them. <laughs> some books on the history of brass instruments. 
and uh, Brad's making new trombone <laughs> to collection. And you can see just how it's picked and packed. So I would encourage everyone out there, mm. just download TikTok and just look at the weird life. <laughs> I am video. starting to wonder if you've got some sort of deal with them. Yeah, it as a my social man, my social credit score is so it's high like right now. you would not you, believe. You're gonna get in trouble soon because you have a higher score than Xi Jinping. Um, <laughs> I've got, um, I've been given, uh, I've been given really good seats at the Winter Olympics <laughs> for no particular reason. Um, yeah, when he showed that to me, that little montage of you kind of swiping on live through live videos, it reminded me of. Chat roulette, which we used to use occasionally, yeah. And there's something about there's something about the immediacy of being transported into basically a kind of webcam view of somebody's private house or you know some yeah. sort of scene that they've curated or whatever <clears throat> that is kind of very different from something that's more produced. Obviously, even YouTube videos, which are usually these days, often quite slick if it's something that's gotten a lot of attention. But there's a kind of a, mm. there's a sort of immediacy and rawness to just being transported into looking basically outwards from some guy's desktop as he, you know, eats chicken and opines on something or somebody else who's like <laughs> strumming a ukulele or whatever. So yeah. it's, it sort of brought me back to the early days of the internet. It's strange too because you're watching somebody and they are showing you their full self mm. or at least you're you're seeing their face or their torso or their full full body and they're communicating to you through speech mm. and you and in some cases <clears throat> 10,000 other people are just typing messages at them which just and they pick random ones to reply to mm. and it's so bizarre. Thank you so much. Oh, Barry Boy 22, thank you so much for the hearts. Oh, Larry, thank you so much. Yeah, can you talk me through? I'm 21 years old. Can you talk me through that one that was just kind of very sort of, very sort of back to the future too, very Max Hedrum-y, which was a guy. Yeah, and that was the talk box guy. Talk box, right. And he was playing... Was he playing playing a piano and sort of doing, doing bits of vocal stuff and yeah then people were doing like adding filters to him and giving him sort of weird yeah you pay yeah i th- i'm i think this has been taken from twitch or uh yeah i think it's been pop popularized by apps like twitch right. where because uh, i tried to do it I, I was on a live stream and i clicked a little button i clicked a little button mm. And I wanted to send the person a rose. So you click on the rose and it's meant to make the rose appear on the screen. But you have to, of course, you have to buy the pack of roses and caps and sunglasses. Yeah. And once you've bought once you've bought them, then you can gift them to the creator. Mm. And I'm assuming the creator gets a cut of whatever you're sending to them. So they're actually able to make real money mm. from these live streams, much like Twitch. So- when I send them a rose, I don't know, maybe they get 50 cents or something okay. like that. So that's why that's why they keep saying when you see the roses appearing on the screen, they go, oh, my, oh, oh, oh I love Cats 22. Thank you so much for the rose. Yeah. But yeah, but the guy that I showed you, he was performing in his bedroom on a piano. Yeah. And there was all neon lights and because he was quite popular 
And also, he's just hyper-energetic. He's bouncing around going, thank you so much. You guys are crazy. Yeah. Oh, we're almost at 10,000 10, viewers. Thank you so much. You guys are crazy. And because he had 10,000 people in there, they were all just like hurling roses at him. And so the screen's just sort of exploding with roses and this stream of text. And, <laughs> and, it, and then more, exp- more expensive items like sunglasses and ca- caps will actually appear on the, per- on the person. Yeah. So he's just sort of he's just sort of wiggling his head, and suddenly, like glasses shoot onto his head, sunglasses, and then a cap just shoots onto his head, and he's going, "Thank you for the cap, thank you for the sunglasses." And I remember the one I the one I sent to you. I think I think somebody sent him a bumper car yeah. that ran across the screen, yeah. and the user's name was Pineapple. So he just said, "Pineapple, thank you for the bumper car." <laughs> and I just said, "I just said to you, this sentence just embodies." The age that we live yeah, in, yeah, which is th- pineapple. Thank you for the bumper. Yeah, cars. I think I wrote to you, pineapple. Thank you for the necklace. Is the epitaph of civilization. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's that was my that was my week on tickers. Like as soon as I get off the stream, as soon as I get off the recording to you here, I'm back on. I have a special corner that I go and sit in, and I put a blanket over my head. <laughs> and I just have have my phone have my phone on charge. Turn, turn all the lights up. in your house off. Close all the blinds. But I think you should do it. I think you should stream. What would you stream? What's what what at what point in your day would you flick your camera on and go, Hi guys, mm. as per usual, it's my daily stream. You're all going to watch me. Well, I'm in court tomorrow morning. Do you think I should ask for permission to stream the proceeding? Oh, my God. That would be fantastic. Sorry, sorry guys. Uh, nobody minds, I hope, if I just pop this on. And then I'm midway through my submissions going, and if I can just come to my second, oh, th- thank you, Pineapple, thank you for the sunglasses. And if I can just... Uh, <laughs> You're just having having people like make hats appear on the defendant in the <laughs> throw some more throw some more sunglasses on the defendant. There's a, the, just throwing af, pink afro wigs on the judge. <laughs> there's a um there's a video which I think might have been from Twitch where this woman is doing a kind of, you know, very raw emotionally raw confessional sort of monologue to her viewers her subscribers or whatever about how she's um i don't know she's had enough of this and that and like she's struggling as an influencer or something and then people keep <laughs> people keep throwing up the you know those sort of pimp sunglasses yeah. <laughs> and then she's going she's going okay can can you just stop doing that because it's not now's not a good time and then people just ignore that and keep doing it because people on the internet are awful and then she just goes stop putting the sunglasses on me (laughs) and it's like man what if you sent a note to somebody a hundred years ago that said pineapple thank you for the bumper cars and said what do you think this will be about (laughs) Oh man, yeah. You should. I think that you should. Should you should come up with a slick TikTok name mm. and just live stream from court every day. Just change the whole, 
like proceed. You could even take advice from the audience <laughs> in the what, as if they're your counsel. Yeah. So you just do you want me to have them? Vo- should I concede this point or should I keep arguing? Yeah, you could, the point? you could, you could, you could, you could bring up, you could bring up little polls quickly. You should go, guys. <laughs> should I concede this? Should I? Should I bring in this evidence? Should I? Yeah. <laughs> should I call this expert witness? I'm not sure how good he's going to be. <laughs> and then just come on, guys. Five seconds till the poll closes. <laughs> okay. It's overwhelmingly. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Cheese steak 69 for the bowling ball. <laughs> <laughs> and we lost. Oh, we lost, guys. <laughs> no. <laughs> We, for the for the fifth consecutive day, we lost. He he's getting the chair. He's getting the chair. <laughs> we had a great time, but we won't be seeing him again. <laughs> you know, it's a shame too, because I'm quite convinced he was innocent. But um, but anyway, I'll, I don't know. I think guys, don't don't put shades on him. Don't put shades on him. Not now. <laughs> <laughs> you again bite dance we want you to be a part of the show and we want we're obviously not a successful enough media entity until we have some chinese influence yeah so we got some ccp influence uh somewhere we want to be the next we're angling to be the next disney Mm. so it's either that or the other hallmark the other the the other kind of litmus test of our success as a podcast i think is a musical act pulling their uh, catalogue off Spotify to content- <laughs> to protest something that we've said. And I was thinking during the week, what would we have to say? I mean, we've we, <laughs> maybe Will I Am, based on the slagging off that he got a couple of episodes ago, will say, oh, I'm not, not having any more Black Eyed Peas music on Spotify. Or maybe <laughs> what Pink if- will say, I definitely did not help John out when he when he popped a tire in the town of Orford in Victoria. <laughs> it's true. We have already offended quite a few musicians and probably Red Food Red probably wants Food. to pull the LMFAO catalogue from Spotify because <laughs> of what we've said. I mean, instead of being uh instead of 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 getting involved in in vaccine discussion, you could we could just say, hey, you know what the worst album of all time is, I reckon? Harvest Moon. <laughs> Yeah. Everyone should go out and get vaccinated, but what they definitely shouldn't do <laughs> is download or listen to Harvest Moon. <laughs> I want to say Big Yellow Taxi by Joni Mitchell is one of the worst <laughs> songs that we've ever heard. I'm pro-vaccine. I'm 100% pro-vaccine. I'm quad-boosted. Yeah. I took a I took a Moderna enema this morning. I do on every morning and... I'm just saying yeah. that I think. I'm just saying I think B- Big Yellow Taxi is a terrible, terrible song by a terrible person. 
Do you remember what the Do you remember what the first MP3 you ever downloaded was? Ooh, talking to music and Spotify and streams. Hmm. Because I do at least the first one or two. Yeah. No. I can tell you about mine. Yeah. Mine was so I downloaded my first MP3 in 1998. Oh. But I cannot remember. It's a, you know what? I'm trying to remember how I would have even how I would have even heard about for any of our listeners who are too. Young. It's funny, actually. You're either too young or too old to really understand what an MP3 is or was. Mm. Like my parents probably don't really understand, and the younger generation haven't needed to because of streaming. Because you never see the file anymore. Yeah. But but essentially, in the dial-up internet <clears throat> days, pre pre two thousands, and then a little bit into the two thousands, it was very difficult because of internet speed being so low mm-hmm. and because of the file size of music mm. it was it was virtually impossible to download a decent quality song from mm. the internet mm. and then a german it was actually a german um company german research body called fraunhofer i think it's pronounced mm-hmm. they came up with it they came up with the technology and it basically made song files it made them like one tenth of what they would have been as a cd so something you could download you could download them quite quickly yeah okay and so it was just amazing to me that you could suddenly in 1998 you could just go on the internet yeah without paying anything back then in the wild west days you could find geocity sites and stuff where people would just (sighs) you know pre any kind of search yeah you could you could literally just find a landing page and they would have just put like 88 they just put their MP3 collection on to so just be like mm. 88 of the of my songs that I've made into MP3s, and it would it would stay up for about a week before it got taken down. Yeah, you just yeah, take wow. Pick. So that's how yeah. I found my first ever one, and I was uh, you were kind of an early adopter, I'm sure. I was a tech boy. I also wrote. I can get into this after. I actually wrote my uh, um, my one of my major essays at mm-hmm. high school at Saint mm-hmm. Ignatius in year ten. Was all about MP3s and how it was about to change the game. Wow! I wish I still had it because, yeah, I could see where it was going. Mm. So the first one I ever downloaded was um, a song called "Shimmer" by Fuel. Oh which goes, yeah, you know that song. Hey, let me just bring the. Lyrics I definitely up know so the name. I can't you. quite immediately remember how it goes. Uh, and I was so excited because mm. I, I just went into Yahoo and I put in. Fuel Shimmer MP3, and then I had to dig through a bunch of GeoCities trash, mm. and I eventually found it, and then I clicked download, and it probably took half an hour still. Mm. But I got it. I could not believe and I played it. It sounded pretty much like the CD version. <laughs> went, she calls me from the cold. Oh, just when I was lost, feeling short of stable. She's a, she's a shame. Can she take me for a while? <laughs> Too far away for me to hold. Too far away. So I downloaded that. Yeah. Just to give you a sense of how eclectic I was and am, the second MP3 I ever downloaded was High by the Lighthouse Family, mm. which is just about as soft as a song can get, but I still love it. And mm. boy, did I love pirating music in the late 90s.
just to kind of counterbalance the technological references with something very analog and very old school. I wanted to go on record and endorse a magazine, which I've subscribed to recently received my latest copy of. Can you see it there? The the Backwoodsman. Yeah. It's called The wow, Backwoodsman. That guy, that guy on the front cover looks like he's from 600 years ago. Oh, he's got a rifle, but yeah. he looks like he's from a very long time ago. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a sort of um, almost, you know, sort of mountain man outfit on and he's trudging through the snow with a long rifle. Uh, might be hunting. The Backwoodsman is a magazine that I came across when I was living in their country in the first few months of lockdown here and it's very unique. I don't have a clue why the news agent in the middle of nowhere in a town of 7,000 people in country Victoria had another magazine which is produced in a town of about 500 in Colorado, but it did and I got <laughs> and I got an edition because I was looking for something a bit kind of off the wall to entertain myself with and uh oh god it's good it was it's basically a kind of um magazine devoted to i mean it's, it was described by an anarcho syndicalist website lourockwell.com it was listed as one of the top 3 survivalist magazines in america i don't know out of how many okay. but probably quite a few in america um and it's run by this it was started by this guy Charlie Ritchie Senior in 1979, and uh, unfortunately he's just passed away. But it's now been turned over to his son Charlie Ritchie Junior, and uh, and they get they have this loyal community of subscribers and people who contribute and people who put up classified ads and write stories for it, and it's a kind of weird intersection, weird sort of Venn diagram between people who are just sort of interested in like backwoodsman style living, doing going back to sort of traditional ways of doing things, which of course is kind of linked to sort of a survivalist and slightly kind of anarcho-syndicalist mentality, people talking about living in like, you know, sort of Unabomber style wooden huts, wooden lodges in the middle of nowhere. And, right. uh, and then there's a strange kind of, pseudoscientific or paranormal aspect to it, perhaps because people who have eschewed normal social standards and civilization are a little bit more susceptible to that stuff. So you'll get like, for example, some recent headlines of articles from this edition include uh, constructing the beaver tail hunting bag and then radio scanners for pleasure and information a historical look at pirate weapons, uh, turning bad camo into good camo, the world's most mysterious treasure, how to handle mean people and remain calm. And then there'll be just like articles, a couple of editions ago, there's an article about uh, finding, making plaster casts of footprints of Bigfoot for when you come across those footprints. Oh, no. And uh, stepping into time holes. There was a guy who wrote in who said that he... <laughs> that he'd accidentally stepped into a portal more than once when he was like alone in the woods. And then there'll be stuff about bunkers and go bags. And then the classifieds are quite a treat. Like the latest one had these uh, fur hats, which were being sold by a guy called Wolfman, traditional mountain man fur hats. 
Uh, there was buck, <laughs> buck deer hide robes. There was custom concealable sheaths. I don't know why you'd want one of those. Uh, but I just, I eat it up. And uh, <laughs> there's something there's something great about being, about the kind of process of being mailed this obscure magazine from the other side of the world. <laughs> and uh, there's, it's sort of got a very limited online presence, I think, because uh, it's, you know, it's all pretty old fashioned. But I cannot believe in the age where like major publications are folding that the backwoodsman has just gone from strength to strength since 1979. So if you want, if that is the kind of thing that appeals to you as it does to me, get yourself uh, a subscription, get your hands on a copy. You won't regret it. Beautiful. The the Backwoodsman magazine. Yeah. From go bags to time portals. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, once again for tuning in to Don't Praise the Machine. This has been episode number 45. Before we go today, I want to say congratulations to the Cincinnati Bengals from the National Football League in America, the NFL. They've made the Super Bowl for the first time in 30-plus years. And Mm -hmm. I myself, as a diehard Bengals fan... (laughs) Ever since two weeks ago, I'm very excited. Uh, so my good friend Mason, uh, who I used to live with, Mason's from Cincinnati, and okay. he I noticed I noticed on our little New Year's Eve getaway that he was disappearing into a room to hunch over a laptop and was getting very excited. And uh-huh. I said, "What's going on?" And he said, "The Cincinnati Bengals, they're." doing well for the first time in a very long time. So oh. I've watched the last two playoff games with him and they've won the last two playoff games and they've made the Super Bowl. And it's been super fun again watching American football because I actually quite enjoy it as a really? spectator sport. I've never se- I've never watched a game. Yeah, if you have the – the rules are not that complex. Mm. So you have them explained to you and you can have a great time. You can drink a big Bud Light. You mm. can ha- eat some seven-layer dip. Which is what it sounds like, which is a dip <laughs> with seven layers, and you just dig that corn chip, tortilla chip, right Ooh, down the yeah. bottom, and see what you're going to get on there. I want to give a big shout out to our quarterback and friend of the show, Joe Burrow, injured last year with a knee injury for the whole season. So he's basically, it's basically like a first year quarterback. He's doing a great job. I also want a big shout out to our kicker, Evan McPherson, who's just a laser with his boot, putting them through in the wow. clutch situations. Big shout out. To the Cincinnati Bengals, and I think I have to say "Who Day, Who Day." <laughs> that's what. That's the. Ch- that's our chant. We say wow. "Who Day." Mason Mason told me "Who Day, Who Day." Cincinnati Bengals, and there of course, it always just makes me laugh because you remember that Simpsons episode where Homer calls the coach's hotline to get advice on who, which football team he should bet on, <laughs> and it is Cincinnati is the one that they talk about. Oh, really. There you yeah. go. I'll send Man. it. I'll send it to you after. There's a classic Simpsons bit. TikTok and NFL. I don't. I don't even know who you are anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's been episode number forty-five. I'm gonna get back on TikTok right now. I've actually started loading it up. 
<laughs> I've started I've started warming up my phone like a car in winter. I've, <laughs> I've been warming it up in the charger, ready using for, a little mini scraper. I've put the I've cleared the calendar, and I've got my swipe up finger ready to go. Do you have right. a little glove that you use for your swiping <laughs> hand? <laughs> so. I've got a little glove that I wear for my swiping hand because I noticed that I was getting a rash on my <laughs> index finger from the amount of wear and tear that it was receiving from upswipes. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in to episode number 45 of Don't Praise the Machine. I've been Alexander Holland. I'm here with my number one podcast. Sean Maloney. We'll see you next week at the podcast.